0: from the Press Radio bureau. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report Hello and welcome back to Frame Lab. Hey George.
1: Hi Gil, how you doing?
0: pretty good. So Donald Trump has told more lies than any president in history, at least any president we know of. That's a fact. By mid-September, Trump had told a whopping 5,000 lies in 600 days as president of the United States. In the last few weeks of the midterm election, he ramped up the lie machine and averaged about 30 lies a day during that period, according to reporters who've counted them up. Or if you want to be polite, like some cable news stations, you can call the lies false or misleading claims instead. There's all sorts of different ways media are choosing to report on the lies. But we prefer lies, I think, at least for the purposes of the podcast. It's better to use the most direct term possible. Before the election, reporters had been tracking his lies and they clocked him at only about eight lies a day. And this didn't include lies told by members of his staff like Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, Because her White House press briefings have become infamous for the sight of the spokesman, spokeswoman for the president of the United States, denying clear truths and telling serial lies. One argument, George, that we always hear in defense of the Trump administration is that all politicians lie. And while there may be some truth in that, the truth is that we've never seen anything like this. The Trump administration has weaponized lies. What do we mean by that and why are lies so important to this president?
1: Well, truth matters and um, because uh, truths reflect a state of the world and that state of the world has consequences for many, many other things. So that when you lie, what you're saying is that the world isn't as it is, that those consequences that come from the the way the world really is, aren't there and that opposite consequences are there. So what he's really doing is claiming that the world is different than it is.
0: In your 77 years here on Earth and in the United States, have you ever seen anything like this? Nothing like this. How about in history before that? Have we seen other leaders who lie, who, who, who bend and twist and distort and deny the truth to the degree that the Trump administration has? Or is this something completely new in your opinion?
1: Uh, It seems new, Uh, you know, there were certainly other presidents who lied, but I, uh, at least according to reports uh, that uh, we've read, nothing like this.
0: So we've been pretty big critics of the way that the media has a reflexive habit of repeating the lies, and the role that the repetition of lies plays in helping people to Uh, lose track of the truth there's an old saying often wrongly attributed to winston churchill that a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth gets a chance to put its pants on but disregarding the controversy over who actually said that there's a real nugget of truth in there that a lie travels around and if you're trying to catch up and fact check it after the fact well then people have already heard the lie and and it's out there
1: there's a reason um For why this is evil. Uh, Framing first matters for the following reason. And if you have the lie out there first, that is imposing a frame. The frame is there in your brain, in your neural circuitry. Once it's out there in the neural circuitry, if you try to deny it, then you have a don't think of an elephant phenomenon, where the negation just, uh, you know, uh, reinforces the frame and reinforces the lie. So the question is, how do you deal with a lie when you can't just negate it, when you can't just say, well, the real fact is this, uh, when the lie is out there first and is inhabiting, inhabiting your brain. It's, it's inhabiting it uh, thoroughly. And once it's there in your brain, it's hard to uh, have that do anything but filter out the truth that comes up, comes later. So what's going on is that, you know, whoever frames first wins. And if the lie gets out there first, the lie is going to stick.
0: And that's the cognitive science side of it. I think in the the press side of it, having worked in politics, we all know that the story that gets out there first is the one that most people hear, the one that most people pay attention to, and the, the one that's most likely going to be the narrative defining story. So in a weird way... Um, the experience that people have in political press completely matches what you're saying about cognitive science. So even people who don't know about cognitive science, if they work in political press, understand that principle at the very least.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's a very important thing. And Trump uses it constantly. He's constantly uh, preempting the frame, getting his frame out there first. And that's one of the um, ways in which he manipulates the media and manipulates all of us. So Trump is essentially
0: using the media's well-known processes and protocols against the people of the United States, against the truth, and against the media itself. If the president says something, it's supposed to be the most important thing of the day. But we have never seen a president before use his bully pulpit power in quite this way. And so your argument, George, is that we need to adapt in order to meet this different challenge.
1: Well, Gil, I uh, have often lectured at the Berkeley Journalism School. And um, what I found was, when I, when I talk about framing and false framing, is that the journalism students are taught, they're, just, they're, they're supposed to report what important figures say. And that means saying what they say, repeating what they say, quoting what they say, and Trump manipulates this. He uses it. He uses that principle that is taught in journalism school, and the people in journalism school uh, are not taught that uh, any everything has a frame. They're taught that you know words just mean things directly in the world, and the fact that you know, all language is framed and that you need to know what those frames are. And those frames are part of the news. It's not just the words that are part of the news. It's the way that they're framed, uh, the purposes that those frames serve and so on that are part of the news. And that's something that journalists are not taught. And that's a shame.
0: So we've been working on some ideas to propose some new rules or protocols that can help reporters, editors, and copy editors who write all the headlines and the cut lines and captions, et cetera, uh, to avoid stepping into the Trump trap of lies. And uh, we'll be revealing those sometime a little later. But one thing you have put out into the world um, very clearly is a concept known as the truth sandwich. This first sort of came to prominence when you did an interview with Brian Stelter, on CNN's Reliable Sources. I think it was Stelter who applied the name Truth Sandwich to what you were describing. and It's a really helpful way to think about the concept. But um, can you tell us what is a Truth Sandwich
1: and how does the Truth Sandwich work? The principle behind it is whoever frames first wins. So you want the truth to win. And that means that you tell the truth before you state the lie. That's crucial you have to tell the truth first and then you have to compare the lie to the truth you have to say what the differences are why they're important and so on but then you have to wrap it up with the truth again you have to begin framing with the truth and end the framing with the truth that means you have a truth sandwich and not only that you have to say the importance of doing it why this matters Why it matters that you get the truth out there first and last. And what the difference between the truth and the lie is and why it's important. And we've seen some
0: people trying to innovate a little bit and deal with Trump's lies in various ways. We've seen the fact checks, some of which uh, often begin with the lie and put the lie in the biggest, boldest font possible. And then only, and only then, try to tell the truth afterward, uh, which is sort of you're saying the wrong way to do it.
1: Exactly. I propose that journalists adopt the truth sandwich as a routine, as as a thing to announce. It's truth sandwich time, and then you go and you do it. You perform a truth sandwich. And you say why well, it's important, and then you say, "Let's get on with the rest of the news."
0: CNN tried something interesting this week, where while well, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was giving one of her press conferences and telling lots of lies and denying obvious facts, they put a a chyron on the screen that said "Facts first and had real time rebuttals to things she was saying. I think that's a noble effort, but I think as a cognitive science expert you and as someone who's worked in politics and done some advertising me um it's really hard to get people to pay attention to two things at once at the same time so i'm not sure that putting the fact check on the screen it's a great way to acknowledge that lies are being told msnbc on the other hand unlike cnn decided not to carry the press conference live and they got a lot of applause for that because when you carry it live millions of people are being forced to listen to lies without any context for those lies. Which, which approach do you prefer there?
1: Well, I like the second one um, for an interesting reason. Whoever controls the stage has a great advantage. And so when you just turn over the press conference to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you let her control the stage. You let her control uh, the flow of information you let her control the framing at each point and so on. And not only that, if she's got a press conference there, you let her continue on and on with no truth introduced in between. So that what gets heard uh, is the lie. It's, it gets into your brain because you understand it. It's part of the way you understand it. And then you get the next lie and the next lie and the next lie. There is no uh, attempt to frame the truth first and that's why truth sandwiches are important
0: so let's dig in a little bit here on the mechanics of the truth sandwich first of all why do you start with the truth
1: because what occurs first matters the reason is uh, if you understand it it's in the neural structure of your brain and that is once it's there Uh, Anything that evokes it, like uh, the next sentence or anything like that, strengthens it. So what gets there first has an advantage in terms of uh, what people are going to understand and take away.
0: And I also noticed that in the truth sandwich, you have the truth at the beginning and at the end. So you have the truth repeated twice and the lie, if you repeat it at all. There's ways to not repeat the lie, but uh, to indicate that a false claim was made is only, is only repeated once, or not repeated at all. It's only stated once. So why is it more important to have more truths than lies?
1: Because first, whoever frames first wins. That is, if you get a frame, that is, uh, a way to understand what's going on, out there first, in people's brains then everything that comes in afterwards is going to be filtered out relative to that frame.
0: But would you also say whoever repeats their frame more also has an advantage?
1: Oh, yes. Repetition is extremely important because every repetition strengthens it uh, in the brain of uh, the listener so that when the same thing is repeated, uh, the neural circuit gets stronger and stronger and stronger.
0: I was thinking of it, uh, I, I'll let you be the judge of, of this metaphor, but one way I was thinking about it at the gym was if I put a 10-pound dumbbell in one hand and a 5-pound dumbbell in the other, then um, if I lift them both, one arm is going to get stronger, the mm-hmm. one the one with the more weight on it. You know, So you can't lend equal weight to a lie and the truth. It should be the opposite of that. Often though, what we see is that the heaviest repetition – the lion's share of the uh, first frames are the lies because they're coming from a powerful source that people feel they have to grant those advantages to the lie.
1: Right. And this is just what I've always found when I talk to journalism students. They're taught to uh, simply report on who, what, when, where, and they assume that language uh, is just language. Uh, they don't see that language means things and that it affects people's brains in a certain way. They also don't see that the language is framed and that whoever frames first wins. So simply reporting what is what is said first uh, is a way to give a great advantage to whoever you're reporting on.
0: Definitely. I also think there's a degree to which people trying to write clickbait and have the most scandalous fresh headline plays a role in this. You know, Trump is very good at creating salacious or explosive new phrases and names and claims. And so people, if if your business is just to hunt for as many clicks as possible, you might have an incentive to go along with whatever he says. At the same time, I think there's an ethical quandary there for journalists, because what do you gain by getting all the clicks you want while simultaneously eroding the democracy that it's your job to uphold and protect?
1: Well, Les Moonves, when he was president of CBS, was asked, when CBS was putting Trump on regularly uh, all over the place, uh, asked, um, why are you helping to support Trump in this way? And he responded, well, this may not be the best thing for the country, but it's the best thing for CBS, because they get more clicks, and therefore, uh, uh, you know, they get more advertising money because people are listening. And, you know, that is uh, something that people in the media have to deal with.
0: So a question we often get about the truth sandwich is, how do you do a truth sandwich? And so, George, today you've devised a couple of truth sandwiches here to help people understand in greater detail how you actually carry out the method and construct one and we'll also make sure this is posted online for people to read and maybe even if you want to join us on social media we can engage in some real-time truth sandwiching um, to get everyone into the practice so george we've come up with a couple of truth sandwiches on two different topics one about Trump's inauguration, the other about the Russia investigation. So do you want to walk us first through the truth sandwich concerning the inauguration?
1: All right. Uh, as those who watched both Obama's and Trump's inauguration and who saw the comparison between the two when broadcast on TV, uh, what they saw was that the... Uh, uh, Obama inauguration had many, many more people there uh, than, the tr- than the Trump inauguration. And the importance of that has to do with the idea that uh, legitimacy has to do with popularity. That the, the more popular uh, a president is, uh, the more uh, legitimate his authority is. That's the idea behind this. And so Trump has to say in order to legitimize his authority maximally that he was more popular, that his inauguration was more popular. So what happens was he comes out and he says that, and it's a lie. And you can see on TV uh, the difference uh, that uh, they're not there you know, that the people are not there for Trump anywhere near as much as they were there for Obama. So you can see the lie in front of you, okay? Now, how do you report on this situation if you're a reporter? You report on it with a truth sandwich. You report on it with, as all of you can see, Obama's inauguration had a hugely greater popularity and attendance than Trump's. So that's sentence one. That's sentence one. That's the truth. But you've heard Trump claim, despite what you saw with your own eyes, that his had uh, more people there. Sentence two. So there's a disparity between the truth that you saw with your own eyes and the falsehood told by Trump. Now, what this should be reported as is quite simply a truth sandwich. One, you start with Obama's popularity and the importance of that for his legitimacy of his authority, the uh, lack of that popularity with Trump and therefore less legitimacy to his authority, which he cannot tolerate. So he has to claim to get his authority that he was more popular, even though you can see on the TV that he was not. And so, in your truth sandwich, you wind up saying uh, Obama was in fact more popular and had greater legitimacy in his authority as shown by his popularity.
0: Or at the very least that's what Trump believes and that's why he's lying.
1: Yeah. Trump believes that uh you know, this is a threat to his authority.
0: But at the most basic level, because I think some reporters might not get that deep into questions of the psychology of legitimacy, it's truth, it's the lie in the context of the actual truth, and a summation focused entirely on the truth.
1: And a discussion of the difference and why it matters.
0: Understanding why the lie, I think, is a very important thing. If you look at the lie, you can often detect why, what's the truth that bothers them. I think you said this in Don't Think of an Elephant. When you look for the Orwellian language that the Republicans use, Mm -hmm. if you you look at it in the reverse, you will often see the truth. So uh, what was it? Healthy forests is cut the trees down, you know. Yes. Uh, Clean air means more pollution when you're talking to Republicans. They're usually saying the opposite of what they're actually doing because they know it sounds good. And so I guess we could say the lying is really nothing new. It's just been taken to a different level with Trump. And so you're saying that the why really matters, not just that he lied, but we have to look at
1: why he's lying. I think that's really important because the, the lie, just, just the fact of a lie in itself doesn't necessarily mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's the reason that he lies that is important because that has consequences for all of us. And the weird
0: thing is that I think Trump is really, people talk a lot about don't let this get normalized, but he has normalized the lying in many ways by doing it so much. I mean, you know, I spent 12 years as a spokesperson for politicians. If I had been caught in even one of the lies of the kind that Trump or his administration tell, I can't imagine that I wouldn't have been fired and drummed out of the business in a a cloud of controversy and shame. But they just do it so boldly and without consequence, that it's a really dangerous new format. And it's really hard to believe, as someone who has done these jobs inside of politics, that you would even try this. Yet they're getting away with it in many in many respects.
1: The new abnormal, as Jerry Brown has put it.
0: Yes, that was a good one, actually, from Jerry. He was calling it the new normal for a while. It's the new abnormal. Um, let's go on to our second truth sandwich, lie Yeah, second truth sandwich. Some people I always going to say, you know, you have some very smart uh, readers online and they're like, well, if the lie is in the middle, then that means it's a lie sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) But I would argue that it's actually a lie sandwiched between the truths. That's right. So there's just two different ways to look at a sandwich. Right. Um, So in the Russia investigation, Trump has constantly attacked the legitimacy of it. So you want to explain this sandwich to us?
1: Well, the Russian investigation has lots of evidence, uh, you know, from uh, people who've uh, already admitted that they lied about their connections to the Russians, uh, some of them who've been sentenced and so on. And um, so we have lots of evidence that there were connections to the Russians uh, in the 2016 campaign and that they were supporting Trump, and that they did things, active things, to uh, undermine Hillary Clinton and to support Trump. And this is known, it's known to our intelligence agency, and it's known to the reporters who, who study these things. So the evidence for that is very clear. It's there, it's out there, okay? That's the truth. However, Trump comes along and says, It's just a witch hunt. You know, they're just trying to to get me, etc. There are people who are against me and who are trying to get me. This is a witch hunt. Uh, It's all false. And what he does is um, attack the messenger, which is a common technique. You attack the press, the lying New York Times, the fake news, etc. So that's the attack of the press. And then calls the press the enemy of the people. Says... That it's not merely that I'm telling the truth and they're lying, but they're your enemies. I'm your friend. And then the media amplifies that ad nauseum. And the media amplifies that by repeating it, uh, uh, rather than uh, being effective and giving truth sandwiches about it. So the issue is that Trump lies about
0: the Russia investigation, attacks it, calls it all kinds of names. So explain, walk us through here the,
1: the sandwich you've put together. So the sandwich is this, that uh, all uh, you know of the evidence indicates that there was collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Lots of evidence. Uh, some people uh, already um, given jail terms uh, on the basis of that evidence. So it's that's that much is clear. That's the truth. Trump says this is just a witch hunt. He attacks the Mueller investigation, uh, etc., calls it rogue, and so on. Now, uh, so what he's done, not only that, he's put uh, one of his guys in charge of the Mueller, <laughs> of Mueller's team uh, in the Justice Department. Now, uh, what he's done is taken the truth and try to turn it upside down uh, and lie about it and say that the guys telling the truth are the liars, as in the fake New York Times, and so on. That's a very common thing, to try to reverse things, to say that the truth-tellers are the liars.
0: When in fact, they're the papers of record, there's no reason to question their legitimacy or their reporting, and he is actually a big fan of CNN and New York Times, because he is clearly reading and watching them constantly.
1: Right, exactly. So, uh, So what you want to do uh, in reporting on this situation is report on the legitimacy of the press and that uh, these are reputable reporters who are doing their job and doing it well, uh, that uh, the truths are the following, that they've discovered, that they are being attacked as messengers uh, and the truth is being lied about, And that you want to show the difference. The reason for this is Trump does not want the truth to be known because it would harm his goals. And then you want to wind up with the truth. Do your truth sandwich. Wind up with all of the evidence that the reporters have shown and then why that evidence is important. Why the difference between the truth and the lie matter. So basically first trump's under a
0: serious and broad-ranging investigation some of his close aides have already pled guilty second trump feeling the pressure of the investigation is attacking the investigators the press anybody who he perceives as giving legitimacy to this investigation and third despite his attacks all the evidence indicates that there is a big problem there's criminal action that has been taken and admitted to and Uh, Trump and his campaign may be guilty of multiple crimes, including collusion
1: with Russia. And this matters because the President of the United States is lying to try to cover it up.